0: Hello subscribers, this is Joan De Martin, author of The Poverty Trap, Why the Poor Stay Poor in America. The title of today's post is Higher Education Should Lead to More Than a Job. It should be a foundation for learning to think critically and making sense of the world. And this post does go out to both free and paid subscribers But if you are not already a paid subscriber and value this effort and our growing community, please consider upgrading to a paid membership. Thanks. I'm starting with both a photo and a quote. The photo is from the Ohio State University Archives, and it is a picture of the Ohio State University Oval from 1908. I think it's a pretty cool picture. And um, the quote I'm starting with is from the New York Times from February 27, 2023. Quote, during the past decade, the study of English and history at the collegiate level has fallen by a full third. Humanities enrollment in the United States has declined overall by 17%. And this is from um, Robert Townsend, the co director of the American Academy of Arts and Sciences uh, Humanities Indicators Project. And American scholars have begun to wonder what it might mean to graduate a college generation with less education in the human past than any that has come before. End quote. American academics are posing a profound question, and it's the one I just read from the New York Times. What will it mean to our country to graduate a college generation with less education about the human past than any that have come before? That is profound. What will it mean? I think it will mean a lot, more than our political system can withstand, perhaps, given the lack of a basic understanding of how our government should work by more than a majority of the U.S. population. Almost 50% of American adults cannot name the three branches of government, and just over half of our population understands that a 5-4 ruling by the United States Supreme Court becomes the law of the land. Because I've always been interested in history, literature, and government studies, and I aspired to pr- practice environmental law before I had entered high school, I have thought a lot about the current high school curriculum's de emphasis of required civics classes in favor of math and science. And it turns out so is the American Federation of Teachers, AFT, as they're known which published a report in 2018 on the state of civics instruction in American public schools. This report showed a wide disparity among civics requirements among the states, with only nine states and D.C. requiring a full year of civics instruction, 30 states requiring a half-year instruction, and 11 states requiring no civics classes at all. There also is a correlation, this report found, between required civics classes and civic engagement of the high school age population. Quote, the 10 states with the highest youth volunteer rates have a civics course requirement for graduation and score higher than average on the AP U.S. government exam, according to findings of this AFT report. A more recent analysis from CivX Now, an organization founded by the late Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, provides a 2023 state by state analysis of civics requirements for K through twelve. The number of states requiring a full year of civics education is down from nine to seven, and now thirteen states up from eleven in 2016 to 2018 have no requirements for civics classes. You can access the interactive map offered by CivX Now and look up your state for its current policies on civics education. It's fairly detailed and it's interesting uh, to find out about your state. Teaching the structure of our government and the rights and responsibilities that come with a participatory democracy Through a civics curriculum, although vital, only lays the foundation for understanding our communities, country, and the larger world. The study of history and the humanities in K-12, college, and beyond helps us understand the why behind the structure. Unfortunately, in the last several decades, there has been a significant decline of students majoring in history. English, and the humanities in college, and this likely is directly linked to the emphasis on the STEM curriculum in K-12 and its corresponding de-emphasis of government classes. High school graduates in the last few decades simply don't have as much interest in government and the humanities because they have not been pre- presented with the opportunity to become interested through rigorous coursework in their K-12 through education. As a result, some colleges are eliminating a number of liberal arts majors. For example, Mary- Ma- Marymount University in Arlington, Virginia, announced its tentative decision to eliminate nine liberal arts majors earlier this year, saying, quote, it would be irresponsible to sustain majors and programs with consistent- consistently low enrollment low graduation rates, and lack of potential for growth, end quote. And the cuts were intended to, according to the school, to, quote, better position the university for long-term growth and success, end quote, and prepare students for a long-term, uh, prepare students for highly sought-after jobs. But some students and faculty at Marymount disagree. One liberal arts graduate quoted in the article says he loved his courses and that they made an indelible impact on my life. And eliminating those just makes you not equipped for the 21st century. And several other colleges are following this trend, unfortunately. I understand that paying massive amounts of tuition can lead to you and your parents to want a practical degree, and an expenditure of tens of thousands of dollars. But what is practical? Employers supposedly want young employees who can solve problems, hopefully in a creative way and in a way different from past generations. That is why old folks with experience are typically kicked out of jobs and replaced by the young, or retire, of course, But how can a recent college graduate be expected to solve problems creatively, or in a new way, without exposure to the larger picture that an exploration of history, literature, and humanities provides? An exploration that provides the why behind the past decisions and the best way to change them. And perhaps even more importantly, an education lasts a lifetime And a narrowly focused, job-oriented majors only prepare students for jobs relevant to that point in time, not to problem-solve and think for a lifetime. According to an MIT white paper published last year, Employers today are indeed focusing more on human skills, collaboration, initiative, integrity, and comfort with ambiguity to complement technical skills, and that cannot be directly directly replicated by today's technology. MIT Open Source put together this skill graph to help explain how these learned ways of thinking and specific skills complement one another. It's quite an interesting graph, and thank you to MIT. And what can you and or your children and grandchildren actually do with a liberal arts major? Well, it's not inconsistent with a critical business term called return on investment or ROI that we're all familiar with. And the investment is in you and your thinking process. It also makes you incredibly valuable to potential employers, as is artfully described in a recent article in Money Crashers, that notes several distinct benefits to both you and your financial prospects from earning a liberal arts college degree. George Anders, author of You Can Do Anything, The Surprising Power of a Useless Liberal Arts Degree, argues that graduating with a liberal arts degree empowers you to tackle a wide range of employment and includes evidence to support his idea. And I'm going to quote from his um, article. First, the U.S. economy has created at least 626,000 jobs, and perhaps as many as 2.3 million since 2012 in what I'm broadly calling, quote, the rapport sector or the empathy economy, end quote, Building rapport through empathy is something liberal arts majors train in, whether they're seeking to understand soldiers in ancient Athens or relate to the character of Jay Gatsby. According to the AAC and U study, four out of five employers think students should acquire a broad knowledge of the liberal arts. That's four out of five employers. I'd love to hear what you think about our declining civics curriculum in K-12 through and colleges dropping many liberal arts majors to better position them, the colleges, for the future. Or anything else you'd like to take from this post. Your comments are welcome and appreciated. By the way, please consider supporting The Poverty Trap with a free or paid subscription. Your financial support will allow me to continue writing this newsletter and expanding it with primary source statistics and podcast interviews. Thank you in advance for your financial support of my writing. And as always, thank you for reading and listening to this podcast. See you next time.